This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always really glad to have a young correspondent from a university or college campus from Campus Reform. Today, it's uh, Georgia Lucas. Georgia, how are you? Nice to meet you. I'm doing really good. Thank you so much for having me, Joe. You're very welcome. So you're in North Carolina at Sand Hills Community College, and we just talked about it. That's that's not too far from Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. About an hour south of Raleigh. I'm doing their nursing program. Nice. So uh, is it known for the nursing program? Yes, it has a really great nursing program. A little inside baseball for those who are watching and listening. Normally when I start these, and you and I haven't met before, I'll start by making sure that I'm pronouncing your name right, which I'm pretty sure that I am. Then I'll say, yep. what, what social media do you want me to push? TikTok, a little Instagram, maybe maybe some Twitter, a little, something, a little Snapchat. And your answer was? I don't have any social media. <laughs> How are you a happening young 20-year-old woman and you don't have any social media? You can actually eat, breathe, Walk and chew I'm gum at the same time. I'm a human. I can go places and take <laughs> pictures, and I don't feel the need to post it for everyone to see. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, how, how do we know what you're going to be eat for dinner? You're supposed to take a picture of the food, then send it out to social media, get their approval or dismay, and then you decide whether you're going to eat it or not. You don't fall into that trap, huh? I know. I have to get my affirmation from the Lord instead of <laughs> random people on Instagram. <laughs> and the Lord appreciates that, I'm sure. So uh, yes. let, let me ask you, it sounds like a dumb question, but do you have like a flip phone? Do you have a smartphone at all or not? I have an iPhone. All right, but you just don't use any of that other crap? Nope, I used to have all of the social media stuff, and then about two years ago I realized it's just really a waste of time and deleted it all. It's a, it's a very strong move. Now, again, it's not a hard thing to do to press delete and get rid of it, but mm-hmm. it's a strong move because there was a chance that you would feel disconnected. Was there something that made it so that you said, you know, enough of this, it's taking too much of my time? Well, at the time I was just growing in my faith and I realized that everything that I do and every minute that I spend in my day is to the glory of God. And I just didn't see that um, the time on social media was glorifying God. Although I, I can see people can use it in that way, but I just personally didn't. So I deleted it. If you see some of the garbage I get, there's no glorification of God in what they're saying to me. That's for sure. No. <laughs> so, so I get where you're coming from. Very bold move. I'm glad that you did it. And, and yeah, people can be really horrible on social media. But again, that dopamine spike that you get that I'm sure that you're smart enough to know about. You're studying mm-hmm. nursing, for God's sakes. Yep. Um, you, you see somebody like something that you posted or dislike it. Or if a bunch of people follow it or read it or view it, uh, or if a bunch of people don't do that, that changes your brain chemistry. Were you literally feeling like a physical problem with doing it? Or you're like, look, I'd rather read the Bible. I'm not going to deal with this tonight. Absolutely. And I think it can be very addictive. And you mentioned earlier that I I still have friends and I'm 20 and don't have social media. I actually think <laughs> that the relations that the relationships I have now are much more genuine. I think spending time with people in person or a phone call is much more personal than liking a post that they posted on Instagram. Okay, you stop it. You're saying you have friends? 
And you have, have no social media? <laughs> and and uh, you know, you can give your phone number to who you like, and they can text you, and you guys can get together and grab a burger or whatever. You're right. Yeah. You don't need social media. Now, I will make the argument that I need it because of what I do, but I probably don't need it either. I, I'll tell you what. I was in radio and TV way before social media was a big thing, yeah. so I, I like your perspective. That's great. It's Georgia Lucas. She goes to Sand Hills Community College. She's a correspondent from uh, CampusReform.org, and she has no social media. Don't try to find her. If there's somebody <laughs> on Twitter that says they're Georgia Lucas, it's not her. It's not me. There's a lot of impersonation, by the way, right now. All right, let's get into these stories. Students hope to establish conservative club after college tears down flags supporting first responders. Where is this happening? What's the story? Yes, at Trinity College, there are two um, college roommates who flew flags outside of their dorm room like so many of us do in college. One was the American flag respecting first responders, and the other one said, don't tread on me. Okay. And without any explanation, the dean sent administration to come forcefully take down their flags while the school allowed them to still fly gay pride flags and trans flags. This is a clear bias, and uh, they're disrespecting and removing the first speech, the amendment of free speech. So just so I understand, you said this is Trinity? Yes, Trinity College. Is this this in San Antonio? Yes. Okay, so I'm based in San Antonio. Trinity, do you know what Trinity means? I'm guessing you do because you sound like you're a Christian lady. Yes, I am. And it's really disgusting (laughs) how these people can say that they're following the Bible yet are celebrating um, the wrong definition of marriage and saying that men can be women and women can be men while they aren't giving any respect to first responders. Well, it's even more basic than that. Trinity means Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, that means the one triune God. It's a Christian God that many of us follow. Um, how you would ever even allow the flying of the of the gay pride flag, or because Trinity is a private college, that it's a Christian-based mm-hmm. college, they have every right to say you can't show gay pride. You can't do this trans stuff. That's anti what our Bible teaches. But instead, they're going on the other side and they're taking down flags that just say, hey, thanks for being a first responder, putting your life on the line for us, and, and don't tread on me just means the government needs to stay out of my business. That, that's really happening right down the road for me? It is very disgusting, clear bias there. It's one thing for the world to celebrate the gay marriage and trans activism, but it's another for people who are professing the faith of God our, God our Father and celebrating these sins. Let me ask you this. Maybe you've got an opinion on this. Why would anybody who's gay or anybody who is pro-trans, why would they choose to go to a Christian, it's a faith-based Christian college. Why would they go there? Just to start trouble like this? That's the only explanation I can think of. I think it's just a smear in God's face. We've seen in our culture with the issue of abortion, gay marriage, that it's not enough for them to just do it peacefully in the, their own homes, but they have to go and do it in the face of Christians, and I think it's just blasphemy. Well, to me, it would be like somebody walking into a Catholic church or a Lutheran or some Protestant church and, and uh, you know, standing in front of the, the preacher saying, we should all worship the devil. That would not be welcome there. It doesn't make any sense. So if you know what this private college is, what this is based on, you should know going in that they wouldn't be okay with this. But here's the problem. And, and maybe you can straighten me out on this, Georgia, but what, why wouldn't the administration say, hey, just to remind you guys, this is called Trinity College? Yeah, they've just fallen into the mantra of the left and they're being silenced. This is what Marxism is. They want to dismolish and dismember the family unit, the family unit, and they want to silence the right and 
these people need to stand up and be bold and say that we won't be silenced. We're going to stand up for biblical values and, and the family that God ordained. You and I could not agree more. It's Georgia Lucas from um, from North Carolina coming to us from campusreform.org. The next one is Harvard mandates new COVID booster threatens hold on enrollment if students don't comply. Now, again, we know the science says that this the first shot, the second shot doesn't stop you from getting it, doesn't stop you from spreading it. A lot of us have religious you know, exemptions on this. Uh, fill me in on what Harvard is actually saying here. Harvard released a video of their administration doing this emotional manipulation with her hand at her heart saying, we want to help you to get your COVID vaccine, the fifth one that even though they aren't even working. And as a nursing student, I know firsthand the emotional manipulation that they'll try on us to get this COVID vaccine that we know we don't need. For me personally, it's, oh, you don't care about your patients if you don't get it, even if you don't need it. But we know as college students, we are young, healthy, and there's like a 99.9% survival rate of COVID. And these fifth boosters are not preventing us from getting COVID. In fact, I would go as far as there, it would be more dangerous to get them. Well, I mean, it's known that that males, especially 30 and younger, are having myocarditis. Myocarditis myocarditis is a lifelong ailment. It might kill you, but it's certainly going to change your quality of life forever. Plus, you've got people who are uh, working at funeral homes saying, look, we're finding all sorts of weird clotting and glumping of the blood. I mean, we don't even really know how bad these might be, yet you've got people who claim to be some of the smartest and brightest on earth at Harvard still pushing this. Any idea why? It's absolutely ridiculous. Like you said, these young men are having um, pulmonary embolisms and blood clots. And I, in North Carolina, live near the Fort Bragg military base. They've had tons of young, healthy, 20 or 30-something-year-old military men just dropping dead over 100. And they're raising their eyebrows like they don't know why, but it's clearly the COVID vaccination. And the government won't give us the real um, adverse effects, and then they claim that the VAERS system isn't really real, which, of course, it is. It's uh, Georgia Lucas coming to us from North Carolina. She's a correspondent with CampusReform.org. Let's move on to the next story. Students demand more after receiving school-sponsored mental health day. So they gave them a day off for mental health, and they say it wasn't enough? Come on. No, the students at Point Park University got a mental health day on October 25th to hang out with their friends and do as they please instead of going to class. But this was not enough for these students. They say one day off is not enough to get us to Thanksgiving break, which I would love to bring to y'all's attention is in about a week and a half and you get practically a week off school. (laughs) This is not preparing students for the real world and our work ethic of my generation is declining rapidly. I was so against this stupid mental health day when I heard about it originally because of exactly what happened. You give them a little bit, they're going to want a lot more. And if you don't give them more, they're going to say you're something a phobe, you're something is, you're a hater, uh, it's ageism. You're going to hear all sorts of crap. Listen, I'm 56. I've been doing this business 32 years. I, I worked trucks and delivered pizzas, did everything else. I never once went to any boss I ever had out of embarrassment. I would have been embarrassed and, and said, listen, I need a mental health day. I never did that. So, uh, Georgia, you've got contemporaries that you go to school with. If you give them a little something, they're going to say, well, why can't we get more of that? If you give them an inch, they'll ask for a mile. These are, they're acting like children. And like you said, we aren't going to have productive members of society if we're giving them days off in the name of mental health. 
this is just another tactic of their victim mentality. They love to play victim, and this is just another example. It's startling to me. It's Georgia Lucas coming to us from North Carolina. She's a correspondent with CampusReform.org. Go to CampusReform.org every day. Check out all the great stories that she and others there do. And again, no social media. If they're claiming to be Georgia Lucas, it's not her. Um, it, could be, it could be a different person, same name, but, but it's not her. Uh, you will find, though, her great work over at Campus Reform. Last one, survey, inflation and abortion lead issues for college vo- voters. Fill, fill me in. Uh, is abortion such a big issue because it's been pushed on them so much? I mean, I don't know anybody when I was 18 who was walking around going, hey, man, let's talk about abortion. I don't remember that, that being an issue. What's going on now? Absolutely. Abortion is a hot topic on campus. I- I have a Students for Life group on my campus, and I've seen so many of my friends who have Students for Life groups who have had absolutely ridiculous treatment at the Abortion is Not Right fall tour. They've had urine thrown on them, coat hangers with fake blood thrown on them. They've been cussed out, told to kill themselves. They've had property vandalized, all in the name of my body, my choice. It doesn't make any sense, but yet they're the same people who want to force you and me, who haven't been vaccinated, I assume you haven't been, uh, to get this shot. No, because, God. <laughs> right, it's not, it's not my body, my choice, nor your body, your choice, when it's about sticking a needle in our arm that we have no idea what's in there. Um, but it is my body, my choice when we want to kill the unborn child, even as it's in the birth canal. Uh, can you make sense of that? Have you ever had a conversation with somebody your age and had them tell me what's the difference between forcing me to take a shot and you telling me that I can't talk about your body when you kill somebody? They just can't because it's illogical. We know that every abortion is the life of a unique human being that's never existed before and will never exist again, yet they use the same logic to take that life that they do to force a vaccine that is harming people. Very well said. That's exactly right. Let me ask you, before I let you go, and I appreciate all the good work that you're doing at campusreform.org, but you're, you're taking the nursing program there, right? Yes, sir. What is, what is the hope? Because right now, there's like a wholesale war against uh, first responders and those who are in healthcare. Like in New York, they fired tens of thousands of healthcare people who refused to get the shot. I would assume the people like you who are studying healthcare know why it's bad to take a shot that you, that you don't have informed consent on. So going into the industry, how do you feel? I mean, because there's more of a, a negative connotation for people depending on what shots they've gotten and whether they're following the in lockstep with the CDC and the NIH. The hope is to be a Christian conservative nurse that stands up for what I believe and not bow down to the mantra of the left and still um, fight for my career and fight for my patients. So would that end up having you like in a hospital or a medical center that is a faith-based one? Um, Not necessarily. I think any opportunity that I could have, I would make the most of it and try and be a light for Christ wherever I go. Awesome. I love that. Okay, so uh, at the community college where you are, can you leave with whatever credentials you need to do that job? Yes, I'll graduate in May with my RN. Well, God bless you. I think that's awesome. Very, very nice to meet you. It's uh, Georgia Lucas. Go to campusreform.org. Check out everything she does and also everybody else that does uh, great journalism there. Thank you. Come back, okay? Thank you so much for having me. All right, we're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Glad to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. It is the Joe Pag Show. 
So we're just talking about this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this by saying um, I don't recognize the email address, but they're making it look very formal. And it is an email from the 45th President of the United States. Big announcement, Tuesday, November 15th, 9 o'clock p.m. at Mar-a-Lago. And it gives the actual address of Mar-a-Lago, the whole thing. Um, so I mean, if this is true, and I don't know that it is, and again, I'm on some mailing list for his official campaign, but normally it would be from, a, from an address that is at DonaldTrump.com. Um, but if this is true, then it looks like it's still on. We'll see if the, if the rest of the media runs with this now as well. But uh, that would be very interesting if he still does it. I, I think he should hold off because of the race in Georgia. Maybe you have 51 already before the Georgia race, and it won't matter as much. Carrie, now that you've got a story about the Powerball, there's some, there's mm-hmm. some sort of allegation of, uh, of being an ist or a phobe or something? Yeah, from Fox News, a CNN piece on Wednesday spoke with critics knocking the lottery system as a form of systemic racism that targets poor black and brown communities across America. The largest Powerball jackpot lottery ticket ever was recently sold in California with one lucky resident winning a historic $2.04 billion. Researchers told CNN that despite the extremely low chance of winning, state lotteries still aggressively market the lottery and sell tickets to low-income communities at higher rates, thus misleading Americans to believe it will help them quickly generate wealth. And these communities are disproportionately made up of black and brown people. Critics say the consequence is that marginalized people will be driven into deeper debt by a system that's transferring wealth out of their communities. CNN's Nikhil Terry Ellis and Justin Gamble wrote, Les Brunel, the national director of Stop Predatory Gambling, called the lottery a form of consumer financial fraud and a form of systemic racism. Okay, a couple of things. There is no such thing as systemic racism and... There is no such thing as a marginalized person. Not in this country. Maybe in other countries, yes, but not here. And that is decidedly stupid. And let me guess, we don't know the race of the person who won, right? Uh, not that I know of. No, I don't. Right, because if, we, if, we, if it's a black or brown person, we might not ever find out, because then this idiot looks stupid by saying this, because suddenly there is some wealth that's won. Uh, Carrie, did you buy any Powerball tickets? I didn't, no. I didn't either, but um, Sam, you did, right? Oh, I did, and mom did too. Right. So my money was spent, uh, at least you know, <laughs> by your mom. Um, so who put the gun to your head to made you buy the ticket? You know, it was no one. So, but you're not black or brown. You're not marginalized. Why? Why would you buy one? It wasn't meant Am for I you. Am I not allowed to play the lottery? Come oh on. no, you white. Sorry. Oh well, this is news to me. <laughs> there you go. Eight eight eight. Well, I was going to take some calls. I don't have time for any calls. I just think that's stupid. People will find racism or ethnocentricity in every single thing. Again, no such thing as marginalized people, and no such thing as systemic racism. Pop culture. Boop. Dirty pop. Hi, Paula. What's going on? So, do you remember um, Fred Hickman? I think so. From CNN, he would do sports as well. Yes, I do know Fred Hickman. Yes. Okay, so um, I I did I didn't know this, but uh, apparently he uh, he was battling cancer and unfortunately passed away. That sucks. Yeah. I thought he was very good, yeah. distinguishable voice, black guy, good looking guy. Uh, that's too bad. Yeah, he was sixty six years old. Yeah, it just happened. It was like a big deal on CNN for a long time. Yeah. That sucks. All right. I appreciate you, man. Uh, thank you, Polo. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Kerry. Appreciate you. Everybody have a good night. We're back tomorrow, same time, same place. A lot of big interviews coming your way. A lot of angst going on over this uh, midterm election. We'll know the power of the the, um, the division of power is yet in Washington. Hopefully, we'll have a better idea by tomorrow. Have a great night. See you. This is the Joe Pegg Show.